I've got to find Katana. Khan wants you to go after her. Don't. I don't understand. Without Katana, it's over. We've lost. What's happened here should prove you alone are not ready for what's ahead. <laughs> you suck. Hey, I'm Ryan from The Moon is Dead World. And I'm Chris. And together we make up the Blood, Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Today's review, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So we're trying out a, a new format today. Giving it a little college try. Thought maybe we would... Uh, Come up with uh, a new way to structure the show. So, what did you think? Sound good. I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I hope you like it. Yeah. We always talk about it. You're supposed to be giddy about it. I'm being your dad. Well, on today's show, uh, we were talking about Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the epitome of fantastic action film from the 90s um and video game crossover yeah one of the one of the uh the best video game crossovers <laughs> that i can think of and that's saying a lot because you have you have video game crossovers like bloodborne not blood not bloodborne <laughs> blood uh, rain blood rain sorry i hope there's a bloodborne crossover at some point uh, maybe maybe Uwe Bowl will do that someday i hope so you got resident evil and fun fact, as you mentioned, Paul W. S. Anderson, who directed the first Mortal Kombat, not this one, also directed Resident Evil. No, so that's um, a little tie-in there as well. He must, he likes. Well, then uh, tie-in video games. Well, said, and you got all the great Uva Bowl video game movies like House of the Dead, House of the Dead, Splice, Splices, and you have that video game footage from the arcade, which is terrible, Postal, um, Alone in the Dark. To do Alone in the Dark as he, well. He does a lot of the video game movies. I'm trying to think. <laughs> he is the video game guy. If somebody's like, we want to make this video game into a movie. Uvi Ball's like, I'll do it! I've got enough, literally nothing else to do. I well, will no, do it! I, no, well, no, because he buys the rights. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how it happens. It's not like a studio is like, man, what do we do? He buys the rights. I know. I want to make a fucking film. And that's like, this has nothing to do with that. He's like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. I'll make it anyway. Yeah. House of the Dead. Not a movie that you would ever think of as like, this needs... An adaptation, which made. I, you know, I, I do want to review that down the line because that is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. It's worse than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. God, by my, like miles, it's worse than Troll Two. Yes, because it's not even fun to watch. No, it's not. It's like at a I point. remember watching it for the first time when like it first came out, being at a friend's neighbor's house, watching it. We like rented it on Dish and just watching it. I'm being, and it, like, I'm like this movie's fucking boring. It's awful. It's terrible. Because I played the House of the Dead arcade games back then. And then as soon as it cut to, like, the game footage in the movie, I'm like, no, I'm done. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> no, I, no, thank you. Like, like even for my 12-year-old mind, I was like, hey, no, this is bullshit. You know, we didn't, uh, we didn't mention Doom in there. Because Doom also has a video game tie-in, or a video, a film tie-in for the video game. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. One of his finer roles. Oh, yeah. That and Tooth Fairy. The BFG he's carrying. Um, Street the Street Fighter, S Street Fighter. I remember with my Jean Claude dad, Van Damme. My dad used to have a uh, big standee of it in his uh, <laughs> movie store, Street Fighter. So I, I don't, I did never saw the movie. I even to my six year old 
brain, it didn't look good. <laughs> so well, like I said, so kind of like we're kind of getting a little sidetracked. But this is our introduction. But for the most part, when it comes to like video game films, the Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat film, and it's not just because I'm a well, maybe it is because I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan, the video game franchise. I've mm-hmm. loved it ever since I was three years old when I first played the first one. Yeah. Um, I still, even to this day, now that I'm older, because I saw the film when it first came out, and I loved it as a kid. And even though I'm older, I still watch the original Mortal Kombat film. I love it. I actually think it's not a bad video game movie. Mm-hmm. I know it's like cheesy and campy, and it's not like the best film ever made. I totally understand. Still think it's a really good film. Yeah. Annihilation is garbage. Annihilation is. It's a terrible film, but it is a film, as a kid I liked, even though it makes no sense, and now that I'm older, it's like, it's one of those films, like Troll 2, it's just so bad, it's good. It is. And uh, after our beer talk, we will get more into the, the film itself. Mm. Um, but first, I think it's time that we, we take a break and we segue into what we're drinking today what what were we drinking while we were watching this godforsaken film what, what did we have to drink while we were watching <laughs> this film i think is the <laughs> the statement that we need here <laughs> so today we are uh we're drinking beer again we haven't uh the staple yeah it's a go-to it's an easy easy thing it's, it's liquid like, bread it's good for you yeah it's like you got any beer and people are no one's normally like nah because if they are then you don't hang out with them I mean, why would you <laughs> they're not properly adulting right so if because yeah because films teach you if anything like you go over to someone's house and you say and they say hey can i get you a beer they've always got one handy so like, you always need one handy like in my bloody valentine with the moose and yeah. the schlitz yeah you, you need one handy if you have a house you need one handy mm. And it better not be Bud Light or anything like that. But either. they got that nice new label, though. Yeah. It kind of makes me almost like, ooh, it looks like it's from 1985 all over again. <laughs> well, that doesn't make it taste better. Well, obviously, I'd buy it and be like, oh, this is the same shit! Yeah. They, they fucked me! They, they screwed you <laughs> on the label again. They gotcha. It, do, it does. I actually, I look at, every time I look at it, it does like kind of entice me. It appeals me. to you. Because I, ha- I have a... I like retro-looking things. Like, with all the cereal boxes kind of going, like, with a retro look, like Lucky Charms and Captain Crunch and all that, I see them, I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. That, like, I kind of like that. But I'm like, I don't fucking eat cereal. Yeah. And, so, and you know, I mean, you know you're going to be disappointed if you get Bud Light. Well, I hate Bud Light. Yeah, you're going to be disappointed, so. It, that's one of, the, one of the few beers if anyone ever handed me, like, here's beer. I'm like, oh, you, you can keep that. <laughs> I know that's crazy, but it's true. It is true. I, I will only drink it desperate times. And, uh, yeah, well. But today, what we have is Brooklyn Summer Ale. Brewed in, not Brooklyn, Utica, Utica. Brooklyn's not big enough to have a brewery there, so they ship it out to Utica to have have them do it. Yeah, I think, like I said, I was telling you, I think Saranac is who they contracted out to to brew. Because they, they don't, just don't have the space down in Brooklyn for yeah. a brewery. Which makes sense, because, I mean, you know, they're been start, you know, this craft beer has been getting more popular. They probably, you know, to expand their volume. and they, You know, it's not a bad thing. I mean, yeah. I don't really care what the hell the beer's brewed, as long as, you know, it's done well. Yeah. 
And it is good. This Brooklyn Summer Ale is very good. Comes in cans. You can get it in cans for the summer. Ryan's big on his cans I'm now. big on it. It's got a, it's a very pretty can. It's a <laughs> nice light blue. It's got a, uh, you know, the red and yellow Brooklyn label. It's just, all around, it, it just appeals to me. It's very, it's a very light beer. Uh, it's a, it's their version of a pale ale. And it's very light, very easy to drink. Uh, not heavy on the hops at all. So, sometimes when, you know, breweries say that they're making a pale ale, it really just translates to, yeah, it's an IPA, basically. Yeah. It's like, we, we put a lot of hops in here to make it stand like, out. Like, as, Sierra, like Sierra Nevada's pale ale. As good as it is, it's like, for most beers, it's like, that's, that's, that's lean toward an IPA. Yeah. And, and... Brooklyn's is, is definitely not like that. Like you, you do get some of the hops, but it's very they're very mild, and so that's how I like it. I mean, that's what I want a pale. I don't want my pale ale to taste like an IPA most of the time. No, I I agree. I I like it a lot. I, Brooklyn, they I have not had a beer by Brooklyn that's uh dislike. Yeah, I've had um quite a few of their beers. I've had their you know their dry Irish stout, had it in like a uh, bottle and on tap. Very good. I've had their pennant ale, their fifty five, their brown ale. Mm-hmm. Um, their East India IPA is fantastic. It's one of the best IPAs I've had. Mm. I haven't had it in a long time, but I just remember having it and being like pretty blown away by like how good it was. Yep. Um, but I ha- you know, I've ne- never really had anything by Brooklyn that I could say like you know wholeheartedly dislike. They they make very good beer. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only problem I have is just trying to get myself to you know spend that much money on it because it's you know. For the most part, like you got it on sale, so I did, yeah, fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, but usually like a twelve packs, like especially like the variety pack that you'll see like at Price Chopper or whatnot, it's like eighteen ninety nine up. You know, which is just like Bal's Point expensive. Yeah, well, Bal's Point's actually more expensive because just their six packs are like fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I know. So that's like insane. Yeah. But it's definitely very good. I'd say like if you've never had a Brooklyn beer. Just go for it and try it. They're like I said, they ha- have not failed me yet. They make really yeah. good stuff. Um, and right now, this summer ale is my beer of choice for summer. It's a good, I. It's a good choice. That and the Saranac Summer Pills right now are yep. miles ahead of like Sam's Summer Summer Ale. Those are the two big ones. And the Brooklyn Pale Ale, it, it, the Summer Ale, it comes in cans too. So <laughs> it's I, can't stress, I just want to can't, can't stress, stress that, that, that enough. That. Like, the man, for the man, summer, you should be getting cans. The man, the man who's like, I gotta have cans because I'm gonna be on a boat that I don't have or exist. Yep. Uh, That's right. Yeah, he's he's dream, he's getting the cans for the imaginary fun time he's gonna have this summer when he's not really gonna have that fun time. You're gonna be at work most of the time. And then when you have a day off, I'm thinking about it's Fourth gonna of rain. July. I'm thinking about Fourth of July. I will cart a twelve pack of the Brooklyn Summer Ale. You're in cans. Working, though. Fourth of July. It's a Monday. I don't work on 4th of July. Oh, look, then we can finally do something. Yeah, because yeah. I'll, I'll have it off, too. Yeah, I get it off. I don't have to work on 4th of July. Unless, you know, mandatory overtime becomes a thing, and then I'll be fucking sad. Yep. can go see some fireworks or something. I don't give a shit about fireworks. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I've got better things to do in my time than watch firefighters light off fireworks. <laughs> Anything else that you've had this, uh, this week? Anything new? Nope, just the... I bought the Saranac Summer Pills. Yep. And cans. good. And cans. Um, that's about it. 
He had that Michelob uh, lime cactus. Yeah, yeah, the Mick Ultra. Which is, which is pretty good. I like it. Yeah. I like lime beers. Well, I mean that, like, Mick Ultra is one of the, like, light beers, like, I'll never buy. Well, it doesn't offend me, though. Like, it's, you know, not, you know, it's not bad. I like this one. Great, great, because, it, like, it tastes like nothing but pure water, but I mean. Hmm. I mean, I like, I like this lime cactus one because it's got the cactus that's kind of sour. And I didn't really know what cactus tasted like until I kind of, I had the, this one and I realized, okay, well, this has definitely more of a sour taste to it. And then I looked it up and the Otrevez that's from Sierra Nevada, which they make now, also has cactus in it. And that's considered a ghost, which definitely is a ghost. I mean, it's very sour. It's, it's very, very tart. And so apparently cactus is a very big thing in ghosts, ghost beers, because those are, I mean, it helps add that sourness to it. So, I learned something new. Didn't know that. So. I don't really like ghosts, so. I mean, I don't love ghosts, and I wouldn't go out of my way to get a ghost. Like, I wouldn't get a 12-pack of Sierra Nevada's Otrevez. I definitely would not. I don't, that. I don't think they would ever sell them. I don't know if they would. Pack. I don't know. But I definitely wouldn't be like, yep, yeah, I need 12 of those. That'd be, like, <laughs> that'd be like, I want a 12-pack of Imperial Stout. As, yeah. go, as good as, like, you know, an Imperial Stout is like, do you really want you, 12? You don't need 12. You'd be sitting on it like, for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I still have that Ballast Point Habanero, Habanero Stout. Yeah. Or a Habanero IPA, I mean. Yeah, so do I. That and, is, and that's going to be sitting there for I know, it's like, how, when do you drink it? What's a good time? When 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 full on blown alcoholism yeah. set in, and I'm like, I need something to drink, but I don't want to go to the store. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll drink this. Still have a Magic Hat pumpkin ale from oh last year. God. That's the Wilhelm. That's not going anywhere. Yeah, Wilhelm. Just stream. throw it out. <laughs> I don't want to. I can't. I know you're such a cheap bastard, but throw yeah, it. I'm saving that for when someone comes over. <laughs> I got a Wilhelm scream pumpkin You're going to get somebody poisoned by that point. Because <laughs> yeah. by the time someone's like, yeah, sure. I'll... That pumpkin's gone. Somebody, somebody's just gone yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Gone. Lars Hendrickson. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But, uh, yeah, no, by the time you somebody finally comes over that you can trick into drinking that, you'll po- probably poison them because they'll probably be like eight years old. and Probably. Spy gone. I don't know. I should. Pro- I probably should just dump it just out. Just dump it. I, I feel bad. Can't. I'll probably try to power through it at some point. Just do it now, then. Nah. Do it now. Uh, yeah. Just, just, Ooh, I don't know. It's cold enough for it right now. It is. <laughs> so, uh... That sound means that we're transitioning into a new a new uh, segment. Um, we're trying to throw these transitions in so that we can... It, I feel like it's kind of like uh, on Jeopardy when it's like, doo doo oh, nope, sorry, uh, we're not going to reveal that last clue. Uh, we're going to move on and go to Final Jeopardy. How, how fucking old are you, Jeopardy? Okay, what <laughs> should I have said then instead that that would make up... That it has a buzzer... Who who uh who wants to be a millionaire? Maybe I should have used like yeah after every little thing it's like all right now we're gonna go to this and then they always had that like alarm at the end it's like you're going for the million dollar question but we're gonna come back to that next time but that's like all game shows like yeah like deal or no deal it's like is this did you choose the right case. We'll find out next time after this commercial break. All right, so before we get into Mortal Kombat Annihilation, 
because I know it's going to come up when we talk about it anyway. We might as well just get the video game discussion out now. Because you are a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Yeah. And I fucking hate it because of people like you who <laughs> kick my ass every time. It's like, why, why fucking play anymore? I'm not going to get better. I, I could care less about those buttons. I could hit X, Y, Z. I don't care. I hope it does what I want it to do. And if it doesn't, I'm not going to learn how to do it. <laughs> I'm just not. We've been there. We've been there multiple times. It's good fun for me. Basically, when I'm fighting you... It is you kicking me a bunch of times, punching me, doing combos, and maybe I'll get a hit in, and then I'll be like, well, how do you do that? How do you throw that? And you'll be like, I don't know, it's like up into diagonal. It's not like, oh, Dick, you know, I tell you how, and you make, I don't have, and you make, I don't have fucking time for this. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like. Up into the diagonal, you got when you when you're on a joystick, you got to do a slight up and then an over, and no, then, see, you're and talking, then a, no, you're talking R one, and then no, you're talking like Street Fighter. I know, but still, that's that's how like it that's like feels. Street Fighter. Well, it's half circle X to do a do. No, just more comments down right X to do like a you know, I don't know. yeah. I just can't be bothered to learn those moves, but you can, and you do. You have you have free time to learn those. Oh, moves. Okay. <laughs> you have free time to practice in in the. Arena practice rounds, or I'm a quick learner. I'm not retarded. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I can I can never get it down. Maybe because I didn't. I mean, I did play a little bit when I was younger. I didn't have Mortal Kombat uh, for Genesis, but I didn't really. I wasn't really into it. And I think I feel like I was always not very good at it. I feel like even when I used to play on Genesis, I mean, I like play with people, I was not good at it. Well, I mean, like seeing as. I was like five years old when Mortal Kombat 3 was out. I mean, I wasn't like doing combos. Yeah. But I loved it. I loved the, like I said, I've, I, as a kid, I owned Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, MK3, Ultimate MK3 for the Genesis. I played Trilogy for the 64. I played MK4 for the 64. You know, like I, I love, love Mortal Kombat. Like it just blew my mind as a kid. Like, holy shit. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's hard for me to explain exactly how I got into it. I just know as like as a kid, it was something that I had and I loved, and you know, couldn't get enough of. It. I played so much Mortal Kombat, especially MK3 as a kid. It's one, you know one of my favorite uh, Mortal Kombat's. And you progressed throughout too. I played them all. The only yeah. one I, the only one in the mainline series I have not played. I have not played MK10 yet because I just recently got a PS4. So, yeah. And I've been wanting to get it, but seeing as none of nobody I am friends with is willing to get it because they're whiny bitches like you. I'm not going to play it with you. It's yeah. So there's half the fun gone. Yeah. And I haven't played. I never. I played very little MK versus DC. Yeah. I never bought it. Never owned it. Um, I had a friend in college who had it, and I tried it. And I was like, yeah, I. This is why I didn't get this game because I knew it was going to be fucking shit. But I played them all, just you know, all the mainline games, uh, like the RPGs and like uh, beat 'em up style, like mythologies. I've rented, didn't you know, play that much. Thought it was crap. Special Forces, nobody ever really played that. <laughs> didn't play that. I didn't play uh, Shallow Monks either. I wanted to get it, but I just never did. Yeah. Um, I've you know I've seen it be played on you know YouTube through uh, Let's Plays, and it looks like it'd be a lot of fun. But I just never got the chance to, but all the mainline games within the series, except DC and the newest to 110, um, I have 
yet to really experience. But yeah. But so. other than that, you yeah. and even even like um, injustice tangentially. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, well. I mean, you know, that's done by the same you know same team yeah. at Boone and Netherrealm. And I love injustice too. Yep. So. And even I gave that one a go for a little while. Yeah, you he wasn't very good at it. Yeah, you bitched and moaned. Yeah. Wasn't very good at it. Those challenges pissed me off. Oh, the Star Labs? The Star Labs. I, I, even I didn't bother like to do them all. Cause yeah. I was just, just because by the time I was like, I'm like, I don't have the fucking patience yeah. for us. Like with MK9, I, I did have the patience to do all 300 ladder missions. And it was just like, especially that 300th one where you have to be in one health bar... Uh, fucking Goro, Kentaro, and up-assed Melina, and then Khan. Good God, that, like, so much, con- so many of my controllers and headsets I broke over that shit. Yeah. And just some of the achievements with, like, MK9 just pissed me off. Like, win 10 straight ranked matches in a row. And I'd come so close, like, I remember a few times, like, MK9, like, came so close, like, and I, like, the game would drop out, and so you'd count as a loss. Big motherfucker almost had it, or... I like have like these easy matches and go up against somebody like and lose like a close match and it just piss me off. I remember one time I had nine wins in a row and I was about to like and like okay I'm just gonna win one more match in a row and I'm gonna fucking get that achievement. And I went up against the number two player in the world. Mm. Uh, and I, cause I, and I was like and I knew because I looked up recently that day who was on the leaderboard and number two was like Rodney Quills and all I could think of was the Chappelle Show skit like Rodney Quills Dinkins you know the local thug who breaks up the dice game. <laughs> And I, like, I was like, oh, fuck, it's him. And we both chose Kung Lao. He beat my... I didn't get a hit, single leg hit in him. I was like, can't even be mad about that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, goddamn. No, not that good. I'm not yeah. that good. You just straight you there. That's why I find it funny, like, playing, like, against you, Matt, and John. Because you're like, oh, you're so good. You, like, you're so good. You, like, spend all this time to learn. It's like, I'm not even that good. I'd consider myself an okay yeah. MK player. Even, like, MK9, which I did, like, in Injustice, I would, like, I don't feel like I was that, like, great. I'd say I was okay, but you guys are fucking great. It's like, you need to watch, like, these people who go to fighting game tournaments, like, play Street Fighter and MK and Injustice, and see what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, because they look at frames, and they... Yeah, frame data, like, which, with Injustice, like, when you hit start, it shows, like, each move, and it's frame data. It's like, I can't be bothered to learn that. I don't have, you know... I don't fucking care about that because yeah. that's just way too much. But I mean, those guys are doing it for a living, so I mean, I understand why they do it. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, if you think I'm good? See the people who play this game for a fucking living. I look like I, I told I'm total garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but Mortal Kombat Annihilation really it it's sort of related to the games, right? But it's it's kind of. Uh, really bad interpretation of MK3. Because Mortal Kombat Annihilation is a sequel to, to M- Mortal Kombat. The movie, the movie. Which is based off of MK1. And then this one, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, kind of, you said, skips over MK2. Totally skips it. And then it goes right to Mortal Kombat 3. And it picks up as though it just left off from Mortal Kombat, the first film, right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's like right after that film. Yeah. If you haven't seen the first one, the first film ends, Liu Kang's won the tournament, he's beaten Shang Tsung, Earthrealm is saved from being invaded by Outworld because for Earth to be saved, there's a fighting tournament that's held every 50 years. And Outworld needs to win 10 straight tournaments to be able to take over Earthrealm. 
And so Liu Kang wins, breaks the streak that was at currently nine. So Outworld just had to win one more tournament to invade Earthrealm. Liu Kang wins. Everything seems great. And like, oh, there's going to be peace, you know, for another, you know, 50 years and whatnot. And at the end of MK1, they have Shao Kahn show up in like a, like a big shadowy silhouette form in this really over-the-top way. He's like, pathetic mortals, I've come to take your souls. And Rain's like, I don't think so. And it's like, oh, you know. So they planned out the first film leading directly into the second film because they, they already had the second film slated. So they already knew, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like... Like a last man thing. They already knew we're gonna make this film, and we already got the sequel planned out. So they, so I'll give them credit for like they had like you know mm-hmm. something proper, you know like. So I mean, with the second film planned out, why didn't they carry over like anybody from the first film? I think uh, they didn't fucking want to sign. They on. didn't want to do it anymore. Like yeah. like Paul W S Anderson's not the director for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Um, you some of the characters are not played by the same actors. Um. Just everybody is except uh, Liu Kang, which is played by Robin Show, and mm-hmm. uh, probably most famous for some people for uh, Chris Farley's last film. Uh, they starred in Beverly Hills Ninja, <laughs> plays his brother. Yep. If you haven't seen that film, great film, watch it. Um, and Tally Soto is Quintana. Other than that, it's Raiden's recast, Sony's recast, Johnny Cage's recast. Grant Jax wasn't in the first film very long. He's in it for like three minutes, but... But his he's part re- is also yeah, recast. Recasted. So, basically, you're getting a whole new cast that is supposed to be the same character picking up from the first film, and what happens is a crazy clusterfuck of, like, kind of following Mortal Kombat's ideas, but also doing its own thing really not doing any of it very well. But not only that, they, they just don't explain anything at all. Yeah, and I, and I so, think... So, as, this is a great reason for you to watch this film, kind of, because you're the fish out of water. Yeah. It's totally out of context for you, so you, as a viewer, have no fucking idea what's going no, on. No, and I think if you could follow Chris's uh, explanation of what's happening within Mortal Kombat Annihilation is, like, g- good for you. I mean, I guess you'll be okay. But for anybody else who's like, what the fuck's Otherworld? Like, what's Outer, outer, outer world, world? world? What's... <laughs> I watched the film. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. What what the hell, fuck's Outer World? What's Earth <laughs> Realm? What's, you know, what is all of that stuff? Good luck for you finding yourself in uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation because you're just going to be completely, like, completely lost throughout the whole thing. Because uh, five minutes in, the the movie started, and I'm sitting there, like, kind of just, like, watching as people flip around <laughs> spontaneously well, doing well, just flips As I across. said, it's like, they're like, fuck, it's like Cirque du Soleil came to, yeah. like, attack them. Like, So I'm watching, like, these people just, like, doing random flips across this terribly uh, green-screened sky of, like, lightning and clouds and all this stuff, and I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? I have no idea, because we've just been thrown into this well, world well, of, like, see, what? Shao Kahn. What I find weird is, the first film, if you're not, like, into Mortal Kombat, it does enough setting up and, like, storytelling where if you have no idea anything about Mortal Kombat, you can follow what's going on. Because they explain, like, enough things for you to, like, be able to follow who's who, what's going on and all that. The problem with Mortal Kombat 
as a whole is that there are so many characters within within the franchise itself. And it's difficult to follow when you're picking up with a film and, and it doesn't do it like any sort of explanation whatsoever. Uh, and as when, to who these and, people and are. when they do have exposition, it's fucking pointless and right. meaningless. And, and, and the biggest thing with Mortal Kombat Annihilation is that, especially if you don't know anything about Mortal Kombat and you didn't see the first film, like it doesn't explain like are these good guys, are these bad guys, like who who are these people for a long time, like you don't know what who is who, what is what. There's nothing. One of the main villains, they don't even reveal his name to the very end. Yeah, but so. What I was going to say is, so the first film does like a lot of that explaining and whatnot, and this mm-hmm. film totally, if like I said, if you have no idea about anything like the lore of Mortal Kombat, no. you'll be totally lost. And as I was it telling was. you, and as I was telling you, back in like 1997 when this film was made, Mortal Kombat 3 came out in 95. Yeah. Um, they're just like, MK4 is right around the corner in like 97, 98. Those games, those early games... You know, were big hits in the arcade. Their story, you know, Mortal Kombat compared to most fighting games has a like a big story, sprawling story. But a lot of that story back then, for you to know and understand, you have to be a diehard fan. Right. You You have to when you you, like each arcade machine when it starts up, like has like you know the what's it called when it's uh you know trying to. I'm trying to remember, like, like the pre, like, you know, when you have the credits flashing, and it has, like, the, you know, trying to lure people into, like, you know, spend their quarters on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I don't the know. The catch, yeah, like, yeah. the catch for. Like, it has, like, the text kind of, like, summarizing, like, what's going on. So, like, in MK2, you have, like, right. the famous showing Shang Tsung lost, and he's, like, you know, being threatened by Shao Kahn to be thrown into salt mines, but Shang Tsung proposes this idea for another tournament, and Khan's like, okay, we'll do it. Like, it has that intro, and, like, it'll show each character's kind of biography. But most people don't pay attention to that. They're not, you know, if you're, like, you just want to, like, fuck it, I just want to play the game. Like, I'll just take my quarters. I want to try Fatality or whatever. Right. Most people don't read that shit. Yeah. And it's the same thing, like, if you bought the game for the Genesis or rented it, the only way you would know that kind of information on the characters is if you took the time and read the game manual. Yeah. Or, like, the strategy guys that come back, out back then, which I did as a kid because I really loved the games. If you didn't, you would have no idea. Like, like for instance, like, oh, Sindel's Katana's mother? Oh, Sindel's dead? Yeah. Oh, the, what What the hell's a Denia? You would have no idea about any of that kind of stuff yeah. unless you really looked for that information yeah, and, cared, yeah. and cared to find it. And so you have the, the movie basing all of this information... But at the same time, it's not explaining any of it to you at all. So when you have, like, Luke Kane, like, oh, this is the lost Adenian temple that Katana told me about. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Again, if you're a fan, great. You're going to understand, you know, like a diehard fan like me. You'll understand it. You'll know it. But at the same time, it's like, if you're not, you're going to be clueless. Yeah. Which, this film was, and the previous one, was not made just for the Mortal Kombat fans. Because if it was, film wouldn't make any fucking money. No. You and know. it definitely wouldn't have the dance uh, soundtrack that it has right now. It's, you know, popular as all hell. That was clearly a, a choice for the 90s. Yeah. To just the suck in as many people as possible to see this film. It's like, this thing, you know, in the trailers is boasting this fucking techno, 
dance rave soundtrack. I gotta go see this thing. It's like so. So so, I mean, like you, they wouldn't have set any of those fight scenes to rave music. They would have set it to serious, like kung fu style sounds. You know, there would have been atmospheric like noise and and drones. To like get you it pumped for the like wow this is a serious fight instead it's like you're kind of bombarded with the club music as like like it's almost like a game it's like yeah these people fucking dance dance fighting each other you expect like sandstorm to come blast like when you like in the opening of like Blade you know when he come goes to the club and you're like oh yeah yeah yeah. You know, that's what, cause, cause I mean, every scene, every fight scene and, and the fight scenes are probably like in a space about like what, 15 minutes, every, every 15 minutes or something like that. Well, I'd say like every five or 10. Yeah. It is like a fight scene, fight scene, fight scene, fight scene. You're, you're getting like a, a new techno EDM song. So for those, for people who enjoy that, I mean, I guess like this is their film because it's like, not only are you going to see them fighting in in ridiculous fighting, I should say, ridiculous phys- physics impossible fighting, uh, but you're also going to get that EDM techno music from the greats like well, to be, I, the greats say, like Ramstein. I was going to say, to be fair, how much uh, Hong Kong action films have you seen? Hong Kong action films? Yeah. Oh. Why? Well, I was going to say, just because that, that's like kind of the, the shtick is like, that's, you know, the whole wire fighting shit. Yeah, the wire fighting, yeah. But, well, I'm just saying, like, if, if like, that is, like, like I mean, Grant, yes, in this film it comes off as very cheesy and shitty, because especially the way they <laughs> well, cut it's it. terribly and, done. And, yeah, yeah, the way they cut it and stuff, I'm like, you know, it's like... Well, what I, I didn't know what you are I don't know, I didn't know what you are referring to, because, yeah, w- wire fighting is one thing, a wire team is one thing, but when it's done in such a poor fashion as to, like, not even look... Any in any way like realistic to physics, unless they were fighting on Mars or something, then then yeah, <laughs> I guess they can argue that they're not in the Earth realm at that time, right? No, they were. No, I I mean, it's, well that that's well, a whole well, other well, problem. Well, the which physics will, don't well, change from going from Earth to Outworld. How do you know though? Because they don't. Maybe in this film they do. They took liberties with that. I was just trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> You're giving it too much credit. I guess so. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know, I mean, this is an EDM lover's dream, if, if, but, but, I mean, we're, we're talking about, now, let's say, since you said, you know, this was, wasn't made just for Mortal Kombat fans, but let's say, I mean, they they do, they, they, the film does have, like, a lot of nods, like, it does, yeah, like, for instance, when Sonya kills Cyrax with, like, blowing fucking dirt, and just all of a sudden, some random sand, yeah, yeah, catches fire, and, like, what the fuck was that, it's like, Oh, that's one of her fatalities from the game where she yeah. like blow a kiss from her hand. You don't see dirt in her hand, you know, sand, but she blows and then like a little fireball comes from her hand and like it circles around, catches the person on fire and melts some fatality. So yeah, like, I mean, like you wouldn't get that if you no. unless you played the games. No. So like it has like those little nice nods, but again, as big as Mortal Kombat is at the time, you're trying to lure more people, not just the fans of the game, but like because of all the controversy of the violence, like they're, they're obviously trying to appeal to, like, a mass audience. Yeah. But So, like, things like that, if you have no idea, you're going to be like, what no, the no, fuck No, no, I didn't know that? what it was because I didn't know that that was her fatality. 
I didn't know where that sand came from. It's like where did the sand come from? Well, and, and it's like how did that catch fire? Like that right, makes, that right. Makes, yeah, it makes so no sense. So I mean, like you can you can believe more like Luke King shooting a fireball out of his hand. Like he does yeah. in Mortal Kombat one at the very end. That's how he kills Shang Tsung. At the very end, he just blasts him with a fireball off the pit into the spikes, and then it's like, yeah. you know, you can kind of believe that, like, oh, because he's like he's the super warrior, like he's just right. able to do that. And this, it's just like, how does that work? That makes it's out no- of nowhere. And so you're like you're left thinking, what was that? Where was this? What was the sand? What what? was flammable about that situation. But not, well, it's not like that, but then you have, like, in the beginning with Johnny Cage, where he just, like, he, like, when Sonya's captured by Connie, he's like, no, I'm gonna attack! And, like, all, instead of just kicking him, it's a shadow kick, and it's like, because that's a special move for yeah. him in the games, but it's like, why does he have a trail of shadows slowly following him while he jumps in the air to do a really shitty kick at this guy that he just, kind of just, like, is like, doesn't even block, he just, like, grabs him by the leg and throws him on the ground, like, fuck you, bitch! I know. Well, I think that's a big thing with with these this thing is that they don't ever explain like anything. So there's no like there's no even like anime yelling like fatality as she does it or something like that. You know, like where with an anime where they which, kind of announce their which moves. is funny because in the first film they do do that. Yeah, they do kind announce of, it. Like, like well, not like announce it, but like Shang Tsung, like in part of the film, like when like Sub Zero first shows up and the random guy challenges him and Sub Zero you know, kills him with a fatality, he, like, freezes him, then kicks him up, blows him apart. Yeah. Shang Tsung's like, flawless victory, fatality. You know, he says, so it's like a not nice little nod to the game, but it makes sense, because Shang Tsung's right there, you know, to be yeah. like, to do it. He's there. But in this one, you just don't, you don't have any of that. Yeah. But, so, I, like I was saying, if you take, like, the Mortal Kombat fans... And then you take the EDM fans, who this film is also going to kind of cater to, and you put them together into, like, one group. How many people do you actually think that would be that would be interested in both the EDM side and the Mortal Kombat side of this film? Well, it did make a profit. It did make a profit? It was a budget of $30 million and it made $51 million. So that means which, that either... Which, after watching this film, you ask... How did this film have a budget of thirty million? How did the film have a budget have a budget of thirty million? How did people think I want that in my theater? <laughs> how how were they like? Yes, <laughs> I will. I will take that <laughs> in my theater. <laughs> and, and, and they're like, yeah, this is you know, no, it's not a joke. <laughs> this, is, this film isn't. Homemade. Well, because I, as I asked you, I was like, "Man, do you think with like in the fight between Sonya and Molina, which again, another character, Molina, just shows up, no name said, happens to get into a, a fight, and that's it." There's a bunch of characters like that in this movie. They just throw them in there, yeah, no name or anything like Cyrax, Smoke, Scorpion, Sub Zero. Almost, I don't even think Smoke is ever mentioned. They never say smoke. No, they don't. The they, don't they don't mention Cyrax. They don't mention Melina. For Melina, all, all you hear is Sonya go Katana. They do mention Cyrax. They do. They do mention Cyrax, but they never. Yeah, they never say Melina. But the, your tip for her being Melina is one, she's wearing the pink like Melina does, and two, Sonya goes Katana, and she's like, "You wish." Because oh, Melina, yeah, Melina yeah. is a clone of Katana. Oh, okay. Her, her didn't, clone. Yeah. didn't know that either. But yeah, she's a clone. She's a. So in the game, she's supposed to be half Tarkatan, which is Baraka, who again in this film fights Luke. Not even mentioned by name. He just showed no, up. Just, yep. just there. 
she's a half Tarkatan, which is what Grace Baraka is, and based on, also based off uh, Katana, so she's her half sister clone. Gotcha. In the game, so not mentioned at all. Yeah, in, but, in the film, yeah, just, yeah, she's just that. And the only reason I knew Smoke was because I always used to use those characters because I thought they were cool. Because mm-hmm. they were, and th- and then after seeing the movie, I definitely would not have thought they were cool anymore. <laughs> because I mean, literally, it looks like he's wearing a bunch of plastic on his on I like a shirt, a very shitty yeah, out, yeah, like a Halloween. It kind. doesn't look it, like, like a robot, what, like what you would expect if you were like going hol- trick or treating in 1996 as. Smoke sirens. Yeah, it, like yeah, you're going to this to Walmart, and they had one of those full costumes, yeah. and it was like here's a bunch of like plastic tubs on top of each other as your and costume just, and black spandex. And black yeah. spandex. <laughs> Here you go, and here's a helmet for you too. But like, I, that's the best. The, the, the costume design department could help for this film. I you guess had, so. You had a million dollars. <laughs> they blew it on green screens and. Uh, lightning effects. Oh, God. And people... And and funding acrobats for their trip to the Olympics or something because they they did get a lot of those, I will admit, that there well, is there a is lot a, of flipping going there on. There is a lot of extras in that film. There are a lot of extras. A lot of them don't look that happy or even know that they're in... I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't even know that they're in a film because a lot of them are just like kind of like... Walking Most along. of them are probably like, I can't believe I'm in this shit. Like, yeah. This, this, I'm going to have to put this on my resume. Like, <laughs> So what were was you? in Mortal Kombat I was, fl- I was flipping ninja number five in, in the opening scene. Yeah, do you see that guy that flipped ridiculously into the mouth of the cave? That was me. <laughs> Did you see how the one guy got, you know... I got kicked and I was flipping this way, but when it cuts to the next scene of me falling into the fit, I'm starting to flip the other way, you know, just like, for no reason. But, that was me. Yeah, this is one, that was like what I said, this is one that you don't really want on your resume. This is one that you're hoping, like, people don't find out about. Oh, God, like, (laughs) like. One time my agent called up and said, you know, there's this great video game franchise that's going to be having a sequel film. Would you would you want to help them out? And I said, yeah, okay. Video games are pretty popular. EDM's mm. pretty popular now. People like raves. I guess I'll give it a shot. And then it turned into Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation. And, and I'm very sad that that's on my resume. I don't know. I, I, I just think that there's a lot of, like, weird choices that this film has. I mean, I I don't know exactly what the reason is. I, I don't know. If, I can't imagine it's for budgetary constraints. I mean, $30 million for a New Line film, that is a pretty big-ass budget. It's a pretty good budget. Um, and, I mean, they... I, I'm wondering if something... <laughs> this is just a joke and speculation, but I can just see, like, the... The producers going to like this special effects team. They're like, you know, we really need some good effects for this. This, this is a film that hinges on uh, special effects, uh, like unrealistic effects, like fireballs coming out of hands dragons. and this, uh, dragons, uh, reptiles that come out of like, and and, and Raiden coming out of thin air. <laughs> need that as well. And and the pr- the special effects team are like, yeah, we got this, no problem. And it was like just like two dudes in the garage. I'm like, this is our first big break. So we got. It's not ILM working on this film. Uh, yeah, it's you, like you don't have industrial light and magic giving your touch. It, the two guys are like, you know, what do you got? It's like <laughs> I got this computer from 
86. <laughs> like, I got I got this Commodore 64. Yeah. Uh, can you can you can you do some programming on that? Yeah, I think it can do some lighting effects or something. What do you got? It's like I got a green sheet. We can throw that above the actors and like just kind of project something onto it. It's like, are you sure it's not gonna like cause a weird bleed, effect like on bleed the, into the, yeah you know. cause a weird effect on the actors or something? No, actually, I'm not really sure. But we'll tell them it's really expensive effects. <laughs> And and that's what happened. That's that's what I'm assuming happened. And but then that doesn't excuse the all the people that it got through afterwards that were like, "This is fucking good." Like, because you asked me, like, well, were, as it was, I was gonna say this film for even 1997, the effects are bad. Yeah, they're really they're like Batman v Superman bad. They're really <laughs> they're like they're really fucking bad. Yeah, even like. And now that it's like tw- it's twenty years after the fact, yeah, they're they're so bad. Yeah, it's like re- yeah. I mean, even it, then it, it, it been looks it it been it, like it, this looks like it. You know, like a high school, like a shitty high school AV club with no money. Like, like this is the best we can fucking do with the budget yeah. we got. I know. That that is what the effects for this film looks like. It's it, it's disgusting. I mean, you asked me. You were like. Do you, do you think that the people really, like, felt good about this? <laughs> like, do you, were they honestly like, well, this is what it is, or did they really feel good about it? And I said, it does look like they really, they were trying. Like, they, someone was trying. Someone really liked Mortal Kombat because they do have a lot of nods to it. And they seem, e- even though they don't really do a good job of telling the story, they seem to have the lore down. Within their own minds, I mean, at least they understand like what goes on within Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. um, in the se- in the games. So I mean, they legitimately were. Well, trying I think, I think that's because uh, John uh, Tobias helped work on. Could the sc- be, but I mean, the there was some legitimate effort here. It wasn't just like a, let's rip this out and we're done with it. It's like there was legitimate effort, and this is what happened. So somebody had to be like, screenlight it. Let's you know, sure. Well, like, well, like I said, the, after the first film, it was already the second one was already going to be. They're already, they're the, already the, making the, it. the whole first film ends on a cliffhanger of like, oh, like, oh, Shao Kahn showed up, and you know he's obviously going to be the next big threat. If they like had that at the end, yeah. and they never made a second film, it'd be like, you know, kind of like I guess with the the last Airbender, which I still haven't refused to see. Ends on like a cliffhanger, I think, from what I hear, and it's like, oh, th- and they're not going to come back to yeah, it. Like, oh, there's going to be more films, and like after that one failed so bad, they're like, no, nope, fuck this, no, nope, you're done, yeah, you're done. So I mean, yeah, I mean, th- th- it was always slated to happen, and I think that they they definitely put effort into it, and it came out the way it is, and maybe due to. You know, we don't, you know, due to production stuff, you know, you've got so much time to get it out. If it's not done within that time, whoops, Uh, it goes out like it is. Which I think could very well have been a case. It could have been. I mean, they could have had such a large budget that they anticipated doing a lot more with it. And so when it actually came down to finishing it, they just didn't have time and it it got sent out as is. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not perfect, but we're sending it out. It's gonna make money either way. <laughs> it's new line. It's gonna make money, and it did. It's that's. I mean, how many? I, well, I think maybe there's a reason that there was a, never a third Mortal Kombat, which always broke my heart as a child. It really did. Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean I, you I, said I wanted, you've seen Annihilation like twenty times, so I mean that says something about your mental fortitude. 
I guess. Well, you, you that you were hoping for a third one. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I can't help it. It's one of not my favorite. It's a guilty pleasure that you have. Well, yeah, like it is one. Like it is one of those rare films for me that falls into it so bad. I can kind of <laughs> excuse me, watch it. You know, over and over. I, I like know like, like, I like 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 the first film. I will unapologetically watch that one over and over again because I like I legitimately like I legitimately like the first film. And it's definitely I, not as bad as this one. Oh God no! God no! No 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 no! I think it's probably the best video game film ever made. I I can't think of another one that's not even close. Like fucking Street Fighter movies, fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. All the Uva Bowl films, fucking awful. Yeah. Um. This one, like, I could watch, like I said, I could watch, because it's just, like, all, like, the little, like, like you said, like, Raiden appearing out of thin air for no reason. All the terrible effects of, like, in the beginning when you have the, everything's purple. Why is everything purple? We don't know. And the the clouds are fucking moving at Mach 10 for, like, so (laughs) distracting to you, and... All the weird lightning and sound effect choices. Like, why is every time Shiva open her mouth and suddenly she's like, Wah! "It's not from the game. It's not. It's not from the game." But then yeah, she just does it. And Ermac and Rain are making like weird hand gestures while they're standing next to them, and, it's the, and it makes no sense. And like all the ridiculous slow mo in this film that they fucking use. It's just like you said, it's. If I probably if I hadn't hadn't seen this film as a kid, it, as many times as I did, because most of the times I've watched this film, it was as a kid. So yeah, that's one of the things. And two, if I wasn't a fan of Mortal Kombat either, I think I like you. If I was like to watch it now, I would just look at it as a terrible film. Yeah, and not get really any enjoy. I just like this is fucking awful. Yeah, it was pretty awful. But because I had like because I do come in with that baggage of you know. Of nostalgia and being a big fan of Mortal Kombat, I can appre- appreciate the cheese more than I would otherwise. Yeah, and I yeah I can see that. I mean, I get that you would have that sort of nostalgia for it because you saw it so much when you were younger. I mean, I don't think I could like because I remember as a kid, cause I didn't see, I didn't see this in theaters. I had to beg my parents to rent it on Dish. Like, I, like, I, like, like, they like, made more money on you. Like, like, because there's on, like, you know, like when you could like rent movies on Dish, yeah. and I was like, oh, like, I really want to see it. I want to see, it. like, uh, no, come on, I want to see, it. I want to see it, you know. And finally, like, fuck, fine, shut me off, shut me up, you know, rent it and watch it. Like, this, you know, as a kid, as a kid, I was like, this is fucking great, yeah. you know, another more, you know. But then as I got older to watch, I was like, yeah, this, wow, yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah, I never realized how how bad this film was because I mean I knew it was out there but I never really paid much attention to it I've never like I said I've never been a huge fan of Mortal Kombat so there was no reason for me to seek it out to mm-hmm. to watch it um but yeah I mean it probably wasn't good then and it definitely well doesn't no because it does it wasn't good then because on Rotten Tomatoes it's got a nice uh, 3% rating 3% like I said I think like Ramstein went on there he wrote a review and he's like, my song's pretty good in it. <laughs> just, then, just imagine at the end the fight between Liu Kang and Shao Kahn just be like, do. Yeah. Do has. It's not done by Ramsey, but it might as well have been. <laughs> because it's basically niche. the same thing. Well, actually, you know, they use 
they refrain from using the theme for Mortal Kombat throughout the entire film. Like, they have other dance films, they have or dance songs throughout with all the fight scenes, but then at the end. Yeah, just... Then at those fight scenes. Because that's when, you know, shit's getting real. That's when shit gets real, and they all believe in themselves. But, to be fair, that... That song from the first... Because it is from the first film. It's iconic. Yeah. And I... And actually... And I'm not the biggest, like, EDM techno no, fan either. No. <laughs> at all. I do like the song, though. I, yeah, like, I mean, it does, it's it, I, it, it does get you pumped up. Like, so, you know. But I think that the, in this film, that's not the same song. I, th- I think it's a little bit different. Like, they changed the, some of the um, chords a little bit. Because, if I'm not mistaken, in the original Mortal Kombat, it's... Right? And in this one, it's more like... Oh my god, you know, I, I wouldn't notice that kind of stuff. I, 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 I want to say that's true, but I, I, don't, I don't know that well. So, But I, I did notice that it, it didn't sound particularly the same as when I remember it. So, But it is good roller skate music. No, it would be roller blading. It was the 90s. You roller blade. And I roller skated. You're a bitch. I roller skated. You roller bladed in the nineties. Your roller it's good roller bladed music then. As you're trying to do jumps and flips on your roller blades. Yeah, you know. Bust your balls open. Well one thing that this we talked about that the film really reminds you of and makes me nostalgic for is those terrible action syndicated shows from the nineties. Oh god, yes. Because when you know, we watched it in HD on Netflix, which again, somebody cared enough to remaster this. It in is HD on Blu. Yeah, it is on Blu-ray, and put a 5.1 surround sound soundtrack on there. So someone <laughs> cared get, enough. Uh, you can get out Blu-ray. Yeah, All someone right. cared enough. So new line. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so we watched it in HD, and there's a difference between watching it in HD and watching it in that original 4:3 ratio. Um, four three. Make, see the four three right. See there you go. Four three makes it seem like this should have been fucking made for TV. Exactly because when we saw, we were just looking on YouTube to get that that clip for the intro, and that one that video is in four threes, and it definitely looks like a syndicated action show. It looks like Hercules. It looks like Xena. It 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 does, and I'm not. Saying- and, well, and as I told you at the same time on. Uh, WB at the time, you had Mortal Kombat Conquest, which was a syndicated action TV show. It only lasted for one season, but... uh, Was Conquest spelled with a K? Yes. Of course it was. Of course it was. (laughs) Which, that one follows, like, you know, like, that's, like, really diving into, like, kind of, like, they're trying to expand the mythology of Mortal Kombat. Because that one takes, that show takes place 500 years before... The first Mortal Kombat game when you follow the great Kung Lao and like how he in his adventures and all that shit and uh, but you gotta remember like I said at the time Mortal Kombat was huge because also at the same time on UPN not UPN USA on their Saturday morning uh, cartoon block you had the Mortal Kombat cartoon oh, I didn't know that they had a cartoon yes they it. did they had a cartoon Defenders of the Realm probably is better that lasted only one season um I remember wa- always getting up every Saturday morning watching that. Because in that same block, they had, like, uh, the Street Fighter cartoon and, like, Transformers and, I think, Beast Wars. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, something But like that, that was part of, like, the Saturday morning USA cartoon block back when USA would play cartoons, you know. Now yeah. they just play Monk and, uh, and Chrisley Knows Best. But, uh, 
but yeah, that, that's you know. And then there's a cartoon movie too. Um, I can't remember what the fuck it was called. It was part like sh- very shitty animation and part very shitty CGI animation. Yeah, that was like a thirty minute film. I can't remember what it was called. But yeah, there was a lot of Mortal Kombat content. At the time. We also had the comic books too. Mm-hmm. It was you know very. It was odd. a big big time for Mortal Kombat. It was huge, and then after MK4, it went all fucking down the shitter for him. But I mean that <laughs> that the. Uh, 90s syndicated action sequence part, you know, that, that makes me nostalgic, because I, I used to tune in for Xena and, and Hercules when I, back in the day. Well, who didn't want to watch Kevin Sorbo? I, I would love to, to go back to those, because yeah. I, I want to see what they're like now. Well, wouldn't you want to watch Kevin Sorbo when God's not dead? Yeah, yeah. No, I w- would want to punch Kevin Sorbo in the face in God's not dead, I think. <laughs> did you know that came out the sequel? I did. I do, I do know that. Oh I there's a yeah. I mean there's a there's a bigger name star in that too. Really bigger than Kevin Sorbo? Yep, Melissa Joan Hart. No, <laughs> yes she is. She's no, look it up. She's in it. Please no. She's in it. Oh god, Sabrina and Clarissa. Uh, she's more Clarissa than Sabrina to me. She's in it. Now oh. she's believed. And so, well, at least she got out of her Walmart deal. Well, what happened to her? She got out of her Walmart deal. She needs money. <laughs> she's not on uh, whatever that show is something in Joey on ABC Family anymore it's not ABC Family no it's anymore. not it's, it's a, uh, uh, Uptown or something like that I I, I just know because the other day I was flipping through the channels and Mrs. Doubtfire was on and yeah. I, I, it took me like halfway through the movie to realize they renamed the channel I was like oh, they did like they when did, did that yeah. happen around <laughs> January Show, shows how much I watch you know, TV but yep. just kind of when did that happen but Anything else you want to say? Oh, we got to rate it. No, I well, I want to talk about the actors. All right, quickly. Not no, not quickly. Don't, quickly, don't, we have people who need to get to the things they got to do. Well, okay. Well, for one thing, I just want to say, um, the guy they got to do Shao Kahn is hammy as all hell. Yep. Which makes me kind of enjoy it. Same time, it, as a Mortal Kombat fan pisses me off because Shao Kahn is like an eight foot demigod beast of a man who as you heard from the intro beats your ass laughs at you and tells you you suck this guy comes off as a whiny emo teenage bitch petulant child yet he's like 10,000 plus years old yeah he looks he does not look menacing at all his outfit looks atrocious no this it is looks like no par- looks nothing like like because again Shao Kahn, the game, looks like his outfit. He looks like he belongs in fucking Mad Max, the Road Warrior, with yeah. his cod piece and but it's big horrible skull. Too. Yeah, like the skull itself is horrible. Looks, it looks like they got a plastic, cheap, pl- yeah, cheap, plastic cheap. skull from from uh, you know one of the Halloween stars, and they're like, mm, mm, mm. yeah. So we'll I mean, spend it all on the. Well, I mean, all the costumes in this film look bad, yeah. like like Sindel and all that. It's like you can clearly tell it's shitty plastic made up. The, Baraka looks awful. The mask he's wearing is—you can tell. Like, clearly, looks like a third grader in art class. Like, I mean, you missed it. Look like Baraka from Mortal Kombat. And like, oh, that's good, Jimmy. We <laughs> use it in the movie, you know. But yeah, but yeah, I, I think I think have you know the guy they got to be Shao Kahn was not good, a, not a good choice at all. It belittles his character. Yeah. Um. The guy they got is Raiden, 
I can never remember his name. I just remember him as the fucker from Dexter. <laughs> Dexter's dad um, is also awful. He yeah. is terribly miscast because Chris Lambert as Raiden in the first film is amazing. He's hilarious. Like he is like he has such deadpan humor in the film. Like when he's explaining to Lou and Sonya and Johnny in like the first film uh, what Mortal Kombat is. He's like the fate of the world. Is on your guys' shoulders. Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Like, he's funny. He's a yeah. sarcastic asshole. But, like, that's not what he's like in the game. But that he makes the character his own. He makes him funny. He makes him unique. And this film's rating is such a whiny bitch preaching pansy. And it's like, that's not rating. You know, that's not the rating from the film. Like, you, it's only been two years and you fucked it up. Mm-hmm. But I think that's because, like, Chris Lambert didn't want to come back to the film. He's probably like, yeah, fuck no. Yeah. And same thing with, uh... Shit, I want to say, uh... I think the guy that played the Johnny Cage in the first film, Lindsay Ashley. He was fucking great as Johnny Cage. I can't... I think that's his name. I'm drawing a blank. He's fucking great as Johnny Cage. Probably read the script. Oh, I'm getting killed off in the first five yeah. seconds. Not coming nah, back. Not yeah. coming back. No thanks. And he's fucking hilarious in the first film. That's where you get, you know, the famous line, you know, those are $500 glasses, you asshole. When he's yep. fighting Goro. It's great. And nope, they, repla- they replace them all with crap except Robin Show and Talia Soto, which Talia Soto in both films is just deadpan. Like, you must, you know, Lou, you must fight. It's trap, Lou. Yeah. You know, like sleeping throughout the film. And Robin Show, I. I do think he's good. I think he does the best with what he's given. Yeah. Um, and Jax in this film, I, I did like Jax. Jax, to me, as I was telling you, is the sim- is the metaphor for the viewer in this film. And the, when he's like, Sony's explaining, like, the realms are merging, extermination squads are chasing us, you know, we're all probably going to die. He's like, what the fuck's going on? You know, what's you know, what the hell's happening? And she's like, and he's like, Sonya's like, we couldn't save Johnny. And he's like, who the hell's Johnny? Yeah. He's the, perfectly... He's, he's su- always questioning yeah. everything. He sums up the viewer perfectly. Like, if you get it, if you have no idea... What, like, if you're Sonya, the, the astute Mortal Kombat fan, then you know what's going on. If you're not, you're Jax. You're like, I have no clue what the fuck's going on. Right. Why am I here? Why did I spend my $7 on this? <laughs> That's true. Alright, so... So what would you rate... Mortal Kombat Annihilation on a scale of 1 to 10 bicycle kicks. Bicycle kicks, sure. Four and a half. Four and a half, and that doesn't factor in nostalgia, right? That's just like no, you did. watching it that, today? No, that does factor in. Oh, that does. If that if it, if I didn't have nostalgia going for it, it would probably be like a three. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to give it three bicycle kicks. Um... Because it's for for me not knowing Mortal Kombat. It's like I, I, if you weren't there to tell me what's happening, I would have no idea. I'd have no idea what happened. It would just be a bunch of people flipping over things and yelling about how people are their brothers and their mothers. Because that's basically what happens throughout this film. Um, such a dumb plot point. It it is. You know, not we didn't you know, even bring up either like the fucking animalities. I that, mean, that, that again is like so that, useless. That, well, well, I mean, that, that whole part to me is like so stupid too, because it's like in MK3 when they introduced animalities, they did it as a joke. 
Yeah. Like, that's one of the... Ed, Bo- Ed, Ed Boone is the, the world's first internet troll. Yeah. The man has been trolling people since 1992. First, and he still does it on Twitter, and it's fucking hilarious. But, I mean... You know, people... That's why he came out with, like, Friendships and Bay Valley's MK2 when people were bitching about Mortal Kombat and the Fatalities being so gory. That's why he came out with French, You know, put Friendships and Bay Valley's in the game. Like, oh, you know, funny. And then, like, people were, like... You know, the great thing about the Mortal Kombat franchise is, like, Ed listens to the fans. And he, you know, has this... Very keen on what they... You know, all the rumors they spread. Like, and one of the rumors was, like, oh, you know, I heard an MK2, you could sure turn, like, you know, into an animal and attack people and whatnot, because of Liu Kang's fatality of turning into a dragon. So what do they do? It's animalities in the game. Yeah. You know, that's... that's and then it becomes a major plot point of Mortal yeah. Kombat and Hylation. And it's like, why? Yeah. Totally so they could blow some more money on this CGI part. Bad, yeah. The but, bad animation. But that's one of the cool things about Ed Boon, like, with, like, yeah. MK9, like, for years, people were like, oh, Scarlet, there's this one character in MK2 I heard you can like named Scarlet. No. But hey, by MK9, he created a DLC character. Same thing with Tremor with uh, MK10. Mm-hmm. A r- rumored character that's, you know, was never really there, but yeah. But he made him. Hmm? What was, uh, what's your what's your uh, favorite part of Mortal Kombat Annihilation? If you have one. Um, I probably have to say the opening. The whole the whole opening intro to the film of seeing just the clusterfuck of the extermination squad showing yeah. up, and the, that's probably the best part because that's the part where you're gonna get like everything that this film does wrong, like smash yeah, together all into in one. one moment. And, yeah, like because you know you have cons invading extermination squads again. As I told you, like the, by the way, those are extermination squads. You won't really find that out. But that, yeah, that's what those all those fucking yeah. assholes are. They're extermination squads, and like, and like the you got the, the terrible effects front and center, the terrible acting, just the random characters on the like the villain side, like Ermac, Rain, Motaro. It's like, you know, again, if you have no idea about the games, you'd be like, who the fuck are they? Yeah, they don't really say their names. They don't do anything. It's it's like it's like the nice little nod when like Rain's giving his little talk to Khan, and like halfway the film was like we've captured two of earth's mightiest warriors cabal and striker okay you don't see cabal or striker so how like how the fuck do you know they're two of earth realm's mightiest warriors yeah yeah they're an mk3 but it's like you don't expound upon that or anything and yeah i think that that's a good scene because it does make it does show you every little thing that it does Incredible. And, and, and like, uh, and but like, I like, and again, for like the not just because like that's where every like it's like the epicenter of everything going wrong for this film. It's again like cheesy goodness though to yeah. enjoy though yeah. at the same time. Like it's like it got some of the great lines like when Sindel shows up and Katana's like, "Mother, you're alive," and she's like, "Too bad you will die." Yeah. <laughs> like it's like well, that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's hilarious. You know, it's like it's great. It's great, yeah. So, I think my favorite part is always seeing Sony's ass cheeks falling out. She doesn't have an ass though. But they're always falling out. She's like wearing the ultimate. She's, always, she's wearing always, the ultimate '90s like shorts up uh, up to her belly button. Yeah, and, yeah. And so her ass cheeks are always like kind of just falling out. My favorite part. I don't even really have a butt. She doesn't, but at least you're getting to see something. I'd rather go with nothing. 
<laughs> hey, what's the worst? What's the worst thing? Um, just all the f- the the bad storytelling, the yeah. the terrible acting. Like I said, besides Robin Show and Jacks, the, the acting in this film is too bad. It is just so hammy. You know the guy, the guy playing Shinnok, which by the way they don't even mention. That's fucking Shinnok to the very end. Nope. And MK4 at the time wasn't even fucking out, so you'd probably go, "The fuck's going on?" You know. Now, not only that, you know, the worst part is the plot twist, which you know where you find out Raiden and Shao Kahn are brothers, and Shinnok's they're, you know, the son of an elder god. Shinnok, yeah, no, fucking stupid. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like an MK fan. It's like, no, it's fucking stupid. No. No. <laughs> I think the worst for me was just not knowing what the hell was going on throughout the entire thing. Just, just, being, just being clueless. Just just kind of following along. Just, just Maybe they'll tell me. <laughs> maybe I'll know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, other than that. Not, I mean, not only that, but, like, just, again, like, just, like, so many parts of the plot are just what makes the film bad, like, like, oh, they're being invaded, they're not supposed to be invaded, so Rain is gonna go talk to the Elder Gods, and the Elder Gods like, well, you can only ask us three questions, so you better fucking make these, yeah. qu- these questions right on the nose, if, like, you know, because if, you know, it's like, if you don't ask them in a specific certain manner, in a certain context, and whatnot, you're not gonna get the right, a- like, you're gonna get a fucking rigmarole of an answer type of you know, it's... You don't get four. You don't get four questions. You get three. Come back tomorrow if you want to ask more. <laughs> Alright. So, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Recommended for people who are fans of Mortal Kombat. Just to see but what... The thing is, if, you, if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, you've already seen it. Probably. You're, you're not probably. You have seen it. Because... <laughs> Because after this film, and after MK... Because MK3 didn't do that as good as MK2 and MK1. And neither did MK4. You, you know, the games died in the arcades. They, they were yeah. no longer in arcades. And Deadly... You know, once Deadly Alliance, Deception, Armageddon came out, those were just kind of catering more to people who st- still stuck around for the franchise. Who cared enough to actually, you know, keep going with the franchise. So... MK didn't really see a big boost again until MK9 when they rebooted the entire series again, so... Yeah. Which so, would reintroduce, you know, the story and whatnot to, you know, younger fans, but if you're, like, an older fan like I, then you definitely, you know, you saw this when it came out. And recommended for EDM and rave music fans. People who like the opening sequence for Blade. <laughs> yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you like the opening sequence from Blade, but none of the other parts of that, <laughs> check out Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Um, and then also recommended for Gluttons for Punishment. Or fans of just really bad cheesy yeah, movies. Yeah, bad cheesy movies. If you if you like cheese, then... But you gotta have a friend to watch it with you, and you gotta try to parse the what what it all means. Because I think, You'll just, find I think ma- sitting there, if you neither of you have seen Mortal Kombat, you guys are gonna be like, just... Constantly wondering what is what's happening. And you're gonna find the meaning of life in this film. That's yeah, somewhere maybe in those caves with the rolling balls. Oh my god! <laughs> or the close-ups of like what should have been 3D. 
Yeah, as you as you said, this film probably like is this was this made for three D? Nope. Well, they have a lot of shots in there that's like like you know like this is supposed to be like in three D. Could have been. Could have been. Wait, like that's what they gotta do? Remake it? Put it in three D? So what are we doing next time? I don't know. Probably probably Civil War because we did talk about it a lot when we were reviewing. Uh, Batman v Superman. I think we have to to show that we're not biased towards one or the other. Yeah, I, I, I saw. An ar- I think I saw an article not that long ago of Jesse Eisenberg saying like, "Oh, you know, they cut out a whole bunch of stuff in Batman v Superman that really get- explains everything." Mm. He's like, "Well, we'll have to watch the R-rated cut when it comes out." The film was R-rated. PG thirteen. That was R-rated. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. How did that get only a PG-13 rating? Batman kills a shit ton of people. Doesn't matter. PG-13. Oh, because it's Batman? Yeah, and then... Batman's gunning down a bunch of people's... Yeah. And they have an R-rated cut as well. That they're going to release on video. On DVD. Blue. I still say it's not going to make any sense. But, uh, yeah, so I think we'll do Civil War next time. If we can get to the theater to see it. We can. We can. We will. Um, because I think, I think we are, I think we have to do that. I think we're, we're held accountable for that. So we have to at least see that one as well to, to kind of say, okay, you know, well, it, then it's going to look really bad if we're like, wow, Civil War's great. Civil War's amazing. But it is what it is. We're not going to look bad if we say it's amazing. I'm just kidding. That's it. Cause we've been saying it's probably going to be better, much better than Batman yeah. and Superman. But that's, that's how people treat it. Like, oh, you're, you're, you love Marvel over. DC. Which I even, which I said in the review though, I like DC more. Yeah, I know. I, I find their characters much more interesting. But that's, that's the, that's the argument if you don't like Batman versus Superman. Oh. And, and you're, you're talking to a DC. Or like, Zack, Zack Snyder just DC doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Huh? Well, it could be too. Could be oh, he has a lot of subtle nods to the comic books. No, the fucking film's awful. Shut up. So, I like, I like Star Trek, but I'm not, you know, <laughs> sitting here watching J.J. Abrams and I'm like, this guy's fucking... This guy's no, fuck, I hate Chris... Nope. Chris Pine's an asshole. I don't. He is not my Shatner, Shatnerian. Uh, Captain. Uh, no, I was about to say Picard. Jesus Christ! I'm, just, I'm drunk. Uh, Kirk, Captain Kirk. So, for next time, head out to see Civil War. Disney gives so us that, that money, so that you're ready to. Listen, you think us. that film's gonna be like three hours long, like Batman v Superman? Uh, I'm gonna guess two and a half. Over under on how many Sierra Nevada's Paul Rudd struck in that film. I'm gonna guess Paul Rudd doesn't have a very. I, I'm I'm thinking he doesn't have a huge part as Ant Man. I imagine he's probably just there. So the I'm gonna say because I did see Ant Man and he drank zero Sierra Nevadas, I'm gonna say zero. He should be fired for that. That's like that's why he probably gets cast in films like hey, Paul. Can you just uh, drink a Sierra Nevada in the scene? I sure can. Thanks, so, John. <laughs> so I mean, keep a keep a tally, but uh, I'm gonna say zero. If I'm wrong, then I'm gonna say zero to the Disney films I got drink. Then what, what if I'm wrong? Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care if I'm wrong. I never said I would be right, but I'm I'm saying zero zero Nevadas. Um. So next time we'll be back with uh. Probably be back with uh, Captain America Civil War. Um, in the meantime, check us out on uh, SoundCloud where we post our podcast episodes first. 
So we're soundcloud.com and you type in Blood and Black Rum Podcast and we pop up and you subscribe to us. And Simple. Leave, and leave comments and, and like us and, and all that jazz. Uh, we're also on iTunes, so if you have an iTunes account, uh, you can subscribe to us on there, leave us a nice review. And um, those podcast episodes normally go up like a day or two later, just because of the way the RSS feed works. You can reach us on Facebook, facebook.com slash blood and black rum podcast. Um, like us, leave us a message, tell us how much you liked it, tell us how much you didn't like us bashing Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It wasn't bashing. It was, uh... You bashed it. Uh, I, 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 I am its friend. I am its advocate. Yes, that's right. I am its Paul Heyman. You love the nostalgia of it. Um, hit us up on Twitter. I am on Twitter at R-Y-N-E-T-M-I-A-D-W. And, uh, I can respond for Martin because... We get a hundred likes, I'll finally, uh... I'll get a Twitter account. So if we get a hundred likes, what, on Facebook, you'll get a Twitter account? Or if we get a hundred... Tweets on Twitter, you'll get a Twitter account. Is that what you're saying? Whatever. Okay. Well, so do and one or the other, I guess. And, and then, and then people can finally hear me tweet about things like, uh, I had ramen today. I, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a fan of the mushroom kind, but the is there a mushroom? Yeah, there is mushroom. Yeah. I tried the pork kind not that long ago. It tastes like just pork. like it tastes like just like, like chicken. Yeah, they all kind of taste the same. Um. And yeah, not, not they all, do, they do. They yeah, they do. <laughs> the shrimp kind tastes nothing like shrimp. <laughs> it's not and, bad, but it's just, yeah. yeah. And you can email us at bloodandblackrumpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your film suggestions. We're always open for it. Otherwise, we have to just sit around on Netflix and see what we want on a cover, so... We are always open to new film suggestions. You we, were gonna, we were going to cover, we might have covered Bring It On tonight. So if you want to hear us cover Bring It On, let us know. Because that was an option. Martin was like, nah, we're not going to cover it. I was like, I think we can do a good job with it. So let us know if you want to hear that. Throw I mean, me under the bus. Uh, you were saying you didn't think you we could talk that much about it. Some but friend, I think, some I friend, definitely some think we can do it. Some friend you are. Just throwing, throwing your friend under the bus. That's right. Um... For Blood and Black Rum Podcast, uh, I just want to say thanks for listening. Peace out.